0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Success Show Channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to another awesome episode of Table Talks, and I'm your host, Joshua Kangley and I'm so excited today because I have another amazing guest on the show she is host of Not Wonder Woman podcast show a certified etiquette consultant an attorney and small business owner welcome Mel to the show Mel welcome
1: thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be here
0: well thank you I'm excited too and thanks for taking time to be on the show today we have a lot to talk about because there's so much that you have going on and I can't wait to get into it all But first, I'm just gonna give you the stage here and just let you introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Sure. Well, you gave me a great introduction, so thank you for that. But, you know, I'm an attorney by trade and have been practicing for about 15 years. And I also own a small business and have done that for the last four years and also uh, had an etiquette consulting business. And all of those worlds have seemed to have recently collided. And I started uh, two years ago in May. In fact, May 16th is my anniversary, uh, two-year anniversary of Polish Professionals. It's a Blog and brand for professional women to conquer the workaday world with style and poise. And the idea behind the blog and the brand is to help professional women talk about the things that are unspoken in the workplace, to know things like office politics or how to network, how to interview, how to find that dream job. That's the goal of Polished Professionals, and we hope it's a one-stop shop for professional women
0: you know and that's something they don't teach in schools is those skills that we have to really have when we're networking when we're doing business you know it's oftentimes we don't really get that from schooling and so that's wonderful. Thank you for that. And where can they go to learn more?
1: Sure. My website is polished professionals.com. And anyone at any time can email me at polished Info at gmail.com. And certainly can follow us on all of our social media channels, which is polished underscore professionals at Instagram, polished profess, P R O F E S, which I hate that part of Twitter, but it only allows for a short Twitter handle, but polished profess on Twitter, and the polished professionals blog on um, Facebook
0: and when it comes to etiquette I know speaking for myself I could probably use a lot of polishing because uh, there's just so much to it but first of all what made you get interested in the etiquette business and teaching
1: sure it started basically in college for me I was in student government and was with a lot of my friends who are about to go out into the work world and the question always arose you know, what do I do when I get there? How do I interview with these people? What about if they take me to lunch? How do I know which fork is right? All of these questions that kept coming up over and over again. Well, in my family, manners had been just something that was ingrained from a very young age. Both my mother and my grandmother went to finishing school, which is something that's unheard of these days, but Mm -hmm. essentially for two years, it's a, it's a, collegiate courses for two years and you wear a prom dress and white gloves almost every night of the week to dinner and so they just were ingrained in them from a very young age and then they passed that on to me which I'm really grateful for because the idea of manners my parents weren't telling me it because you had to do something a certain way. I don't view manners as something that's right or wrong. I view it as something that helps people know what's coming next. So they know what to expect and then they can feel confident in that. And really at the end of the day, confidence is a thing that everybody wants in the work world. And so that's the idea of what we're trying to impart to people. So when I was in college, I felt really confident in those situations because my parents had told me about it my whole life. When I would go out to interview or when I would go to a professional dinner, things like that, so my mother and I literally started teaching dining tutorials when I was in college to my friends, and it basically started there, and then it really grew. We both went and got a a certificate from the Etiquette Institute in St. Louis and then started a business called Manners Pro, and it really grew out of that, and that business still exists today. We still go all over uh, teaching etiquette courses starting at age 4 to 94 for young young professionals, children, adults, teens. But really, it's about instilling a confidence uh, for people when they go out in the work world. And like you said, it's these soft skills. You just don't get these in classrooms anymore. It's not something that's taught anymore. There's no finishing schools out there, at least that I've seen. And so our goal is really to help folks as they go out into the work world know how to conquer it with confidence. Mm
0: -hmm. Like you said, I think it's important because those soft skills do portray a certain poise and style and it does give confidence to the person. So, um, you know, thank you for offering that resource. And when it comes to etiquette in the business world, just how important are those skills?
1: Well, I will tell you, I have been for many years on recruiting committees and and a hiring person in, in a business. And so I will tell you, it is the first Thing that I notice whenever I get into an interviewing situation with somebody. And so the short answer is, it really matters, especially if you're trying to get in and get a job. The other thing is, it also addresses your reputation. So for me, I'm a lawyer that's a relatively small community. It really matters the way I'm perceived by both my colleagues that I work with, but also the lawyers that I may hire, the law firms that are out there, and then also my clients. they view me how they see me so it isn't just that i is it is enough to be a good lawyer it's important that they that i'm a person they like that they want to be around and so those soft skills really do make sure that your network is one that feels comfortable talking to you that you feel comfortable talking to them and can really impact your upward mobility in the business world and i will tell you i have seen folks fall flat on their face in an interview because they weren't prepared and it isn't necessarily that they didn't know what fork to pick up it's just that they don't know these things like small talk they can't do it I can't put them in front of a client if they can't uh, you know easily w- work with somebody or talk to somebody in, an, in a foreign situation if I can't put them though in front of a, a dining set and take them out to a client lunch because they don't know how to eat properly in front of people that that can hinder them can hinder their ability to go forward in the workplace and so it's those things that we just want to take away as a factor where you are unconfident and give you the skills that you need to make it second nature so that really when you're put in these situations these high pressure pressure situations which is inevitable in the work world that you really can feel confident.
0: Exactly, I agree a hundred percent, and it is inevitable. They're going to come up, so it's extremely important to know how to navigate through these different scenarios. And like you said, it could be a make or break situation for someone if they don't know how to have some small talk, or if it's a little bit awkward, or if it's a little bit, you know, if they're not no- unsure how to eat, you know, properly. It could be a make or break type of deal. Would you agree?
1: I totally agree and you know I wish it wasn't and I hate to say say that it is because don't you hope it's always your skill set that's shining through mm-hmm. so and that's what you think that's a meritocracy that we all wish was out there but it isn't the reality it is a reality that people will judge you based on your appearance and your manners and all of those things and so you want to make sure that you're giving yourself a leg up on the competition that's out there and really making yourself stand out for all the right reasons including your work product (laughs)
0: totally and so for those of you out there looking to uh, polish up those skills and look that part because as we all know first impressions do matter go ahead and go over to polished-professionals.com so starting your blog how has it been because I haven't really um, done a lot of blogging myself, so I'm curious to know, and I'm sure all the audience is curious to know as well, what's it like starting a blog, and what are some challenges that you faced with that?
1: Oh, wow. That, I will tell you, starting a blog, I had no idea what I was doing when I first <laughs> got there. I The way it happened, I'm a lawyer, right? I'm not a blogger, so just to be clear, I'm, I'm none of those things. But I And I would have initially told you that blogging is not a job. I would have said that flat out to anybody be like, that's a joke. It is not a joke. It is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done as far as uh, putting myself out there and learning new skill sets outside of the legal profession. But the way it happened for me was that I had initially been blogging for my manners business for a while and had no idea really what I was doing and it had no traction and that had been probably since about 2012 I had been writing on eBlogger, which I don't even know if that still exists anymore as a, as a platform but nobody was really reading it at all then when I was a practicing attorney for a retail brand I started it was a fashion retail brand and I started doing contracts for social media influencers and so I was doing the deals for my business and when I saw those contracts I finally realized that social media and blogging go hand in hand, and you had to do one in order to make the other successful. You had to do both. And so I had been blogging, but I had not been telling anybody about it. I had just assumed people were going to find me somewhere in the internet world, and that really never happened. And so it wasn't until I really honed in on the idea that I needed to put a social media presence with my blog and I changed up the title I rehashed it and that's when I moved from kind of this idea of manners probe just manners to this idea of the polished professional and really tried to hone in on a niche that I have a real passion for which is the professional woman it it still plays off of those skills that I have in the manners business absolutely but I'm really trying to target my audience and I do think anyone who starts a blog that's really important to have a target audience because if you don't have a mission to help somebody or to uh, just just having a mission of some kind will be the thing that will help keep you focused as you do a blog because really if you don't have a mission and a focus you can go talk about anything and you you know you can't be all things to all people and you may never get good at anything so for me I was really fortunate that I felt like I had a mission I had a plan very early on and I started talking to that woman and luckily those women responded so i was really excited when that started happening it's been just a joy to to connect with people i will tell you i was never a social media person ever 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 i didn't get facebook until the middle of 2017 like ever So, yeah, so I was that one person like I was the holdout, I think, in all of America that didn't have anything on social media. (laughs) And so so for me, it really was about trying to make those connections happen on social media to tell people about the blog. And, you know, I I did get help, expertise help in in doing it. I joined a, a group of women called Style Collective that I have been a part of, I guess, going on a year and a half now but that's to help bloggers out there's not a whole lot of resources out there and so a lot of it is trial and error and so being confident enough to say it's okay to fail is I think really important in the blogging space because I certainly have fallen on my face a few times as I've gone through that process but I will tell you it is a real job because you are the photo editor, content creator, marketer, you know, you're everything behind that blog to make it successful until you get really, really successful and can hire lots of people to help you. <laughs> so I, I'm still in that phase where I'm, I'm still playing all those roles. So I will say it's been it's been an interesting journey, but certainly one I have really loved. And the reason I really loved it is because I've gotten to meet some amazing women across the world. And that has been to me the joy of doing doing any of the blogging uh, starting from day one. so that's been that's been the real joy and I know that's a very long answer to your very short question, but it uh, it has been it has been so fun and I've learned so much and if anyone ever has any questions about blogging in general or how to do it, I am always happy to help because it is it is a really neat way to have your own career outside of a typical nine to five job. and you really can make it a career. So that that part is really fun too.
0: Yes, you know, and it is a job. It does take some work, and you know, the great thing is, like you said, you have fun doing it, and it's because you really have a passion about it. And so, uh, you've honed in on the professional woman. And I would like to know why? Why choose that niche? Why um, are you so passionate about that area?
1: Well, for me, it really was thinking about what is my area of expertise. So I've been somebody who went to college law school I worked in a big big law firm for about nine years then I went to a fortune 20 company worked there for several years I've worked at startups I've worked at publicly traded companies I know the work world that's the world I live in and so to me that was the area that I could really have a voice in that would have some authority because I have been there and I know what it's like I've been recruiting committees I've hired and fired people those things so I just thought I don't wanna talk about things that are amorphous to me that I don't really have an expertise in. This is something I have an expertise in. And I will tell you, my friends and my family have always been so kind to me and told me I'm an, I'm a connector. They've told me that I am somebody who likes to bring circles of people together. And so to me, it really was about creating a tribe of other professional women that have the same struggles in the work world where we can all collaborate together where I can tell them my failures because now I'm a little bit older I'm much past the millennials mm-hmm. <laughs> and those kind of things so I've got some experience I feel like uh, I have a voice in, and I have an authority in in some ways that I love to share but I will tell you I'm always learning and that's been the best part too is really getting to know those other women hearing their stories and hearing about how they've succeeded how they failed and learned from those failures all of those things um, has really made it for me the focus on professional women
0: Mm -hmm. you know stories is how we learn stories is how we grow and when we can hear these stories from other people who have that experience and those different perspectives it really is what gives us a well-rounded picture and we can navigate through this world a whole lot better so thank you for sharing your gift thank you for sharing your experience and uh, with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from mel (music) Are you looking for the latest and greatest gadgets and accessories? Well, have you checked out Trendywares at www.trendywares.com? Trendywares carries all the top quality and trendy gadgets and accessories to things like cell phones, pets, kitchen and home, his and her items, and tons of kid items as well, like drones and lightsabers. Trendywares has it all and all in one place at www.trendywares.com. That's T R E N D E E W A R E S.com. Be sure to sign up at the bottom of their page for special offers and promotional updates. If you have any questions at all for 24 hour support service, email them at infotrendywares.com. At Again, that's Trendywares. Trendywares.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. We are talking with Mel. She is attorney by trade, certified etiquette consultant, small business owner, and host of Not Wonder Woman podcast. Mel, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. And I want to talk more now about the podcast.
1: Sure, we have the Not Wonder Woman podcast. The idea behind that is that there are no capes, no superpowers, just hustle to be in a boss babe. And I do that with my fellow boss babe, Kieran, who is also an attorney and a social media influencer. And we met on social media and then became friends over the last two years. And it's just been a joy to share that platform with her, uh, with other women.
0: Why did you start the podcast?
1: You know, really it was that we thought that the social media world was really moving to podcasting. It's just been a new way to connect with people, and Kieran and I wanted to be a part of that. We really wanted to find a place where you could hear us, connect with us, laugh with us, cry with us, (laughs) lament with us, all of those things. And we feel like the podcast was really the best format for us to do it. Particularly because we can't do a video very easily together since she's in London and I'm in Houston, Texas. So we really figured that a podcast was the right way to go. And we've got some really great reception from from fellow women out there. And we're so glad that that it's been taken off the way it has.
0: That's great and congratulations for starting that up. How's it been so far? What's it been like? Have there been any challenges?
1: Sure, I think much like a blog you have a lot of ideas that rummage through your head and you just think it's idea overload and how do you put those down and segment it out into one small podcast. So for me, that has been the, one of the bigger challenges is thinking through holistically how we want our podcast to sound and, and where we want it we want it to go and who do we want to be a part of it. That part has been uh, really interesting to, to think about and to learn from. I think the other area that for us just logistics has been it's been difficult because we're six hours apart so doing a time zone uh, Mm. change and you know things like that has just been harder than than maybe we thought but you know look it's the challenge is one that we've really relished in and for us it's really gotten us to know each other even better, even though we have been friends on social media and then outside of social media. But whenever you get to talk to somebody once a week and really share your heart and the, and your passions and, and your failures and your great things and your bad things, that part has really been fun to connect with a friend. And so I've decided in my head, if nobody listens to the podcast, it's fine because I'm having a great time with my friend Kieran now uh, just talking about all the things that we've learned from the work world and really trying, much like the mission of Polish Professionals, hers is corporate style story, um, and hers has the same mission of really having helping professional women uh, through, through, through any situation, and that's really what not Wonder Woman is about. We think we want to get rid of that myth of a person that is this Wonder Woman and it can do it all. That doesn't really exist, but we, we want to help folks get there uh, just by learning from each other.
0: Yes, and you know, I love the title of your podcast show, Not Wonder Woman Podcast. And I do think it's a great, excellent platform, you know, especially for you because we get to hear your voices, we get to connect with you in that kind of a way. And I think it just takes it to the next level. And so, where can we listen to your podcast show?
1: Sure. We're found on iTunes at Not Wonder Woman. We're also found at notwonderwoman.com is our website. And you can always email me and Kieran at not wonder woman Podcast at gmail.com.
0: There We're you go. On,
1: oh, sorry. We're oh, also on social media. She would kill me if I didn't. Kieran would kill me if I didn't mention. Oh. We're on Twitter also at Not Wonder Woman underscore and also on Instagram at Not Wonder Woman Podcast.
0: All right. So everybody check those social media websites out. And listen to these podcast shows because it's a great way to connect and you can learn all kinds of things from landing the dream job to resume tips and just so much more from Mel. So please check that out on iTunes. And so i got to ask because we now i have covered quite a bit in a short amount of time. Now, you're an attorney but also have these side hustles. And so how do you manage these side hustles, Mel?
1: That has been basically the biggest challenge of my life. I will tell you, I, I don't have any kids. I don't know how anybody with kids does it. And Kieran, who I do the podcast with, does. So I don't know how she adds that element on top, but I don't. I have a very understanding husband that's so supportive of me and helping me do these side hustles. But I will tell you, for a long time, it was early mornings and very late nights. And it really has just been recently that I've been able to scale back on the legal side and and decidedly say, I'm going to make these side hustles into something a little more because I felt like I was doing everything at about a B- minus level as opposed to an A- level. And as a type A personality, it was really killing me to think I wasn't giving my all to the things that I have a real passion for in those. So I've been able to scale back a little bit on the law side, although I am still practicing law here in Houston for a major energy company but I am getting to focus more on my social media on my blog and on my podcast which is really been a blessing to me to be able to do that but the short answer is I do think having a job and having a side hustle if you're going to try to make a side hustle work it's better to have a job because then you're not worried about will I have enough money those kind of things it really takes out a lot of the risk part of the of starting a side hustle and allows you the the runway you may need in order to make a side hustle into something more than that which you know a lot of people that's the way they want to do it they really want to make the side hustle into their passion and into their full-time career but that's a really hard thing to do on its own it's not to say it can't be done but I think it's been really beneficial to have a job and then try to do these side hustle things on the side because it has given me some freedom to fail in those side hustles without it being totally detrimental to my family because I always had something to fall back on.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would agree. That's my situation. You know, I have a, a full-time job and uh, actually more than full-time, but I do this on the side and I love it. And so it gives me that, like you said, that buffer, that, that uh, kind of security and the, the ability to fail and kind of experiment. And, um, and I think the other thing too, you mentioned, because you have a supportive husband, I think that's the, another important element too, is having a supportive spouse uh, supportive families around you to be able, cause it takes work. It really does. And when you have a partner like that, who is by your side, supporting you and kind of cheering you on, that makes a huge difference. So
1: it, it totally does. And you know, at first my only friends and family were my only fans. So <laughs> it just has meant so much to have them, you know by your side I will tell you candidly I didn't tell a lot of my friends and family though very early on that I had even started this side hustle and it was mainly because I was I was scared I was going to fail at it and so I didn't tell very many people and I kind of started doing some blogging and things like that and didn't even tell my husband for two months I kind of thought well let me just dabble let me see where it goes and, and started doing that on the side and and then seeing if it got any traction but you know that was fear on my part speaking Mm -hmm. more more than me and I should have told people a lot earlier because it would have helped had I had a little bit more you know uh help from them and, and more followers initially you know those kind of things that would have been nice to have on the front end but you know a side hustle is hard because it really is quite a risk you know like i said i love that i had a job in the background and now just when i told everybody the short answer is when you're starting your side hustle tell everybody because they're going to support you your friends your real true friends and family members they're going to support you and they're going to be the the rock that you need because it's it's a lot of work it is
0: it it really is (laughs) and it, it you know you mentioned fear, and I think fear is just the biggest success killer. And so, what I want, what I'm interested to know is, how was that moment, or what did it take for you to finally cross over that fear barrier and decide, you know what, I'm gonna, um, even though I'm embarking on something uncertain and new to me, I'm gonna go ahead and just go for it and not be afraid anymore. What what did it finally take, or what was that moment like?
1: sure you know what i started polish professionals in the back of a new york city cab after i was leaving my pr offices when i was working for a fashion retailer i had just said i i I have a passion for this i want to do it and i keep that post up on my instagram you can go back and see it it is two years uh, ago May 16th so um, it was me in the back of a cab and I keep it up because it just reminds me of the passion that I had when I started and it really was something that was welling up in me for a while and I just thought that I want to help people and I while I do help people as a lawyer I absolutely i absolutely do that and I and i I actually love being a lawyer it isn't it isn't that I don't like doing that I, I love that I love that work and I've always wanted to be a lawyer but it was that there was more and there was more I wanted to give and and I wanted to give it to people certainly outside the legal community and I wanted to serve professional women and so I think when the passion kind of wells up so much that it bursts out it kind of yeah, you kind of have to make it happen and, and and that was the case for me with law I knew from a very young age that's what I wanted to do so I was passionate about it and I did it and then this area too, this idea that that I want people to feel more confident when they go in the work world and I don't want I don't want anything hindering them to get their dream job or to move up, any of those things. I wanna help women with that. And so when that passion rose up, I think I just had to jump and do it.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I kinda of wanna switch gears here. This is kind of interesting because I pulled on some previous uh, Podcast. I pulled some questions from emails from the audience. And there's one question I just love. So I'm using it now for every guest. And I want to ask you the same question. Because I think it's it, it really gives us some insight. What is a bit of advice that you would tell your younger self?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I need to remember that one. I do think that you can take more risks that you may be willing to do. I think when we're young, we're afraid, and that is the time, in my my view, to take risks. Cause you've got a long runway. You can you can make make a mistake and still bounce back and, and make it happen for yourself. And so, you know, now that I'm on my feet and landed in my 40s, I feel like that's maybe easier for me to say. Then I would have listen I wouldn't have listened to myself if I was 22 saying that. So hmm. uh, I, I might not have heard those words. But I hope that somebody younger than me might hear those words and say, "You can do it," because you know all you've come through whether it's high school, whether it's college those things are hard and you did it and so you can do whatever is next too and you can try and you can fail and you can still bounce back and make it the other thing I would tell my younger self is travel, travel, travel because there's this big world out there and you should be a part of it yes, <laughs> <So> absolutely, <laughs> so definitely. Those, those are the two things
0: that's great thank you for sharing those and uh, I'm also interested to know because I'd like to ask this to because you're someone out there who has taken your experiences, taken your knowledge, and everything that you have come to know, and you're using that now to help other people. And for one, I just think that's such an amazing gift. I call it a gift because you're you're taking what you know, your experiences, knowledge, and your perspectives, and you're helping other people with them um in any kind of area of their life no matter what it may be. And so for you it's in particular it's uh, just polishing up those skills, helping women succeed and uh, it's so important because like we were talking about earlier, we don't get enough of that in school. I don't think we get any of that. And like we said, there is no finishing schools, well, not that I've heard of. Neither. <laughs> so you're doing this amazing thing to help women I want to know what motivates you to do that. What is it inside of you that motivates you to do that?
1: You know, there's a lot right now of talk about women being on boards of directors or being CEOs of companies. And that whole experience of hearing that and being a part of that and being a woman in the work world, in a management position, has really made me look at my contemporaries, look at the businesses I've worked in, and look at the boards of directors, those kind of things, to see that there really is a lack of women in those positions. I'm not sure of the reason for all of that. I'm not an expert on any of those things. But what I do know is you want to have everything working to your advantage as a woman to try to get on those boards of directors to get to those c-suite positions and so this is just one rung of the ladder to climb I think for a woman to, to make it in those roles and I love seeing women in 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 these power positions and many of the women that have have, have gotten there have worked Tirelessly, and I know I stand on the shoulders of women that have come before me to allow me to be where I am in the work world. And so, for me, it is just about that idea that that I'm going to be one piece of the puzzle for them. I'm not going to be everything to all people, but it's these soft skills that I feel like they can go and get an MBA, they can go and get a law degree, and they can learn the actual skills, whatever that is—engineering skills or business skills. They can go learn those things, and those are really important too because you got to be smart and you got to be top top of your class you got to have your a game on in the office but it's these other things that really do matter and just to, to make you get ahead and to make you be someone that stands out in a very positive way in the work world and so for me that was the passion that was the motivation for me to help those women
0: that's great uh mel thank you so much and uh so everyone please visit polished Dash professionals.com. That's polished dash professionals.com. And there you can learn more about how you can look that part. First impressions, of course, matter. So, no matter if it's casual, business, formal, please check out polished dash professionals.com. Also, please listen to Mel's podcast show, not Wonder Woman.com, on iTunes as well. You can listen to awesome things on how to land the dream job and resume tips. Mel, thank you so much, Uh, but before we go, I want to ask you a final question, and that is three things. What are three things that you can give to our audience? Because the audience is diverse, there's men and women here, and a bunch of entrepreneurs, bunch of people out there with ideas and side hustles. You mentioned hustle is the most important thing, and I would agree with that. So what are three things that you could tell our audience to help take these side hustles that we have, or these ideas, and make them a full-time
1: oh that's a great question i will say it absolutely will make sure that you have a passion for it because you will burn out really really quickly if you don't really have a passion for whatever your side hustle is because by definition side hustle means you're not an expert in it yet You've got other things going on. So it's got to be fueled by your passion. I think that is the first thing. So make sure you've honed in on that. And I will say passion cannot just be to make money. It needs to be something something bigger than that uh, to, to make it work. The other thing is call on your tribe. I would say that you want to find your friends that are experts in the areas that you need help in. I am not an IT person. so But I know a blog comes from a website. I didn't know how to do that. So I had to call in reinforcements for that. I had to make sure that I knew marketing. So I called on people that I knew that were good at marketing. So I think understanding the way that that your expertise, but then understanding where you need to get help is really key to making a side hustle into more than a side hustle and turning it into a full-time job. And I know that Fees may be a hard thing, paying for things, but, you know, a barter system is one way to work with people that has really worked well for me, so it may be something that could work for you as well. And also, if you're just really a nice person and ask, sometimes you get just help out there in the world. There are people that will help you, and I'm certainly happy to be one of them if you call me and ask me at least about the blogging world or about the legal world. Those are the two worlds I know a little bit about and etiquette, too, but um, but I'm happy to help if, if they want to email me on that. Let's see. And tip number three for turning a side hustle into a full-time job is that you just have to get over the fear factor. And for me, that just recently happened. So that is a little bit of self-advice. I just jumped earlier this year into really making my side hustle uh, my full-time gig. And so the fear factor is is one that you just have to get over. Even though it's really, really scary, like we said before, your friends and family are going to be there to support you and you're going to make it work. You just have to believe that.
0: That is wonderful advice. I love those tips, Mel. And I know that's coming from someone who has experience and knowledge. So thank you so much for sharing those uh, with my audience. And also thank you so much again for sharing your gift with us today and sharing your story. So where, if someone does have a question, whether it be legal, uh, professional, or about etiquette, where can someone ask you so that maybe you could be a resource or mentor for them?
1: Absolutely. Well, the first place to go is absolutely my website, which, as you mentioned, is polish-professionals.com. They can go absolutely to the website. It has all of my contact information there. We, I'm also active on YouTube, and so that's a great place for resources as well for people to see tutorial videos, things like that, where they may get another way to think about uh, different different ideas, like what to wear in the work world or resume writing tips and the like. But they can always email me at polishprofessionalsinfo at gmail.com and I will be happy to answer any questions that come my way
0: thank you so much Mel again uh, for being on the show today I just I'm so honored and appreciate you being here and again sharing your story with my audience so thank you so much thank you guys okay everybody that was Mel Mel what a wonderful guest today Uh, just dropping all kinds of knowledge on us and that really is what it's all about guys is that is my, my mission and that's my intent, is to just have guests like Mel, who come onto the show and just can share their story and their perspective and their knowledge with us because that's what it's all about, guys. We are here to help you in any kind of a way of your life. So whether it may be uh, etiquette skills, whether it may be uh, legal advice, whether it may be professional, uh, being more professional, Mel, definitely has that experience and that authority to be able to deliver that to you. So once again, guys, let's talk real quick about how you can get in touch with Mel. If you have any questions at all, uh, please email her info at gmail.com. Also guys, remember to listen to her podcast, Not Wonder Woman Podcast Show, and that is available on iTunes. Also, if you are looking to polish your etiquette skills, right, because we all know first impressions do matter. And as we were just speaking about, we don't hear much about finishing schools anymore. We don't really hear about the importance of manners and they're not taught in school. So if you are looking to get ahead of the game and ahead of your competition, and really hone in on those skills, polished-professionals.com. That's polished-professionals.com. It's been an amazing episode today, and thank you to Mel one more time for being on the show and sharing your story with my audience. And thank you to my audience for tuning in. Uh, Remember, you can listen to all my episodes on iTunes Table Talks with Joshua Kangley. You can also visit my website, www.hellomynameisjosh.com. my name is That's www.hellomynameisjosh.com. my name is And you can learn more about me and all my episodes are there as well for you. If you have any questions for me, please email me at josh at hello my name is That's Josh at hello my name is Feel free to ask me any questions, guys. Uh, I can be a resource for you as well. If you have any questions about me or the show, uh, or if you have any questions you want me to ask my next guest, please email Josh at HelloMyNameIsJosh.com. And remember, my best-selling book, The 7 Principles of Success is available on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com and type in the Seven Principles of Success by Joshua Kangley. You'll find my book right there. The ebook is just ninety nine cents, and the print version is just four ninety nine. A great value for what is in those pages, because it contains the principles that I use myself to pick myself up from very challenging situations and rise above them and and go on to reach success. So go there, guys, on Amazon and pick up my book today, and then go to iTunes and listen to the podcast the seven principles of success podcast series each principle is discussed and that's all available for you archived for your listening pleasure guys thank you so much uh what a wonderful show today I'm so excited about season two because we have a lot more guests in store and a lot more things to come so again thank you all so much guys be good out there be love. be respectful be kind and until next time I'll talk to you later